Chapter 1 Cursed Over one hundred years ago in India during the British Raj, Lord Bain Dunsany stood over the fallen white Bengal tiger with his rifle slung over his shoulder. The tiger had collapsed on its side by the watering hole. Its startling blue eyes were closed forever. Bain sank down onto his haunches beside the beast. He laid his rifle on the damp ground and placed a hand on the beast's side. The fur was so soft. He gripped and released it several times, relishing the feel of it sliding through his fingers. He almost wanted to lean down and rub his cheek against it. Tarun, it's done, Bane called over his shoulder to his servant. The man had remained where they had taken cover until Bane confirmed the kill. Not as much sport as I'd hoped, but the beast is magnificent all the same. I will have it turned into a rug and put it in a place of honor. Not even father can claim it isn't a worthy trophy. When Tarun did not answer him, Bane turned around, frowning. His frown turned to shock. His servant was surrounded by other Indians. Who are you people? Release my servant immediately. There were over half a dozen men, all carrying daggers, standing a dozen feet away from Tarun, frozen in the center of them. Two of the men held daggers to Tarun's throat. Bane noted that the men were swathed in robes of white with black stripes. Like the tiger, Bane realized and swallowed. He had a feeling he knew who these people were and why they were here. These are Jalal's people. I've killed their sacred tiger, and they want revenge. Jalal had also been his servant. The man had warned him not to hunt this particular tiger, claiming the beast housed the spirit of all tigers. Bane had scoffed at his words. He had tried to send the man back to his estate, but Jalal had disappeared into the steamy jungle without a trace. To run back to his people and tell them what I intended to do, though I do not see him here. Hiding out of sight, perhaps, the coward... This story about tiger spirits was ridiculous. It was just some scheme to get money out of hunters. He likely needed to have paid these villagers in advance to hunt on their land. Bane's jaw clenched. Now he would have to somehow appease these people without Tarun or himself being harmed. Bane met Tarun's eyes and tried to calm him with a look. Tarun swallowed nervously. His nostrils flared like that of a horse that wanted to bolt but his servant held himself very still. The blades of the daggers were so sharp that they had drawn blood simply by being pressed against his skin. A thin trickle of crimson ran down Tarun's neck to pool in the hollow of his throat. Bane considered going for his rifle, but in the time it would take him to reach it, bring it up, and sight one of their attackers, Tarun's throat would be slit and likely one of those daggers would be stuck in Bane's chest. So no fighting them, he had to talk or bribe their way out of this. Again, he cursed his luck. I am the son of Lord Richard Dunsany. My name is Bane. Tarun is my man. You would be wise to release both of us now, and this will be forgotten. 
Bane intoned. He wondered if they even knew English, yet he had no choice but to speak it. He did not know the language of these local tribes. They were so small, so isolated, that it had never mattered enough before to learn. Until now. At that moment, a wizened old woman emerged from the jungle. She too was swathed in the white and black striped material, but her forearms were bare. They were as thin and brown as old sticks. It seemed to him that a strong wind could snap her in two. Her face was impossibly wizened. The creases were so deep that her features were nearly swallowed by them. Bane guessed that she was the elder of the village. If he could reason with her, then she might let them go. Madame, we have not been introduced.